For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Deuce and mo, they tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo, the pocket that you know. Welcome into the Deuce and Mo podcast, recording this on a Wednesday night. It was a back to back for the Sacramento Kings. Wondering, are they going to rest anyone? No, they did not rest anyone. But they fell short to the Dallas Mavericks. Kyrie Irving went off in the second half. He had 19 of his 31 points in the fourth quarter. And the Mavericks, in desperate need of a win, get a win on the home floor, beating the Sacramento Kings 123-119. to I'm Deuce Mason alongside Morgan Reagan. How you doing, Mo? I'm good. I'm good. It's midweek and... You know, there were some good things about tonight's game. Yeah. For example, right after the second quarter, I get a call from Deuce. Oh, my God. Did you see how perfect they were playing? I mean, there was a lot of fun moments, the exciting ball movement that was going on. Then the second half came around, and, you know, the shootout, Kyrie started going off in that fourth. And, yeah, it was just a, it was just a, tough, a tough game. I'm glad... I'm glad they didn't lose to a Mavs team without their guys, right? I mean, they're st- they still lost to a Mavs team that doesn't have a very good defense. But then again, they also had some guys camping in the middle of the key, and there should have been a lot of different three-second defensive calls. There's a lot to go over with this game, because I called Morgan at halftime. I thought the Kings' second quarter was just a thing of beauty. It was, it was. just spectacular in every way. They end up dropping... 44 points in that second quarter. The offense was clicking. And what I love so much about that second quarter was it wasn't them just hitting a ton of threes. In fact, 30 of the 44 points in the second quarter came inside the paint. I mean, Sabonis had that behind the back dish Mm. to Keegan and one. Oh, sexy. The ball was whipping around. What did you like about the second quarter before we get to the bad stuff? Yeah, in yeah. This game? No, we might as well shine a little light on it. Um, you know, whenever we talk about, and I think we've done it a lot when talking about the Warriors, when they look locked in, they look sharp. Yeah. They look like, Man, they're playing their game. It's beautiful. That's what the Kings reminded me of in that second quarter because their defense was leading to their offense. There were sparks off the bench. There were guys in that starting unit not only just making the right pass, taking the right shot, they were making it fun with adding a little spice to it, right? A little pizzazz with the behind the back, with the way that they were whipping it around. And when you watch basketball like that, I think uh, for us, especially when we used to watch really fun, good Kings basketball and the way that that ball movement was, it just brings back very good memories. And you're seeing it with this pace, this day and age of the NBA, uh, only a short amount of time in that game, but you go... It's there. It was it's there. It was Pete King's offense. The ball, the ball movement was great. The off-ball movement was great. Oof. The pace. I mean, there was one possession where, where Lyles looked up the floor for Monk. Somehow finished at the last second. Switched the ball to his left hand for the finish and won. Yeah. That was special. That was incredible. I thought Fox had some nice plays, a steal and a jam. And then he had that one blow by on Jaden Hardy came out to defend him. Oh, my. He turned on the jet, Jets, dunked it home. Fox had 10 in that second quarter. Keegan Murray got it going. He had 11, had some really nice moments, too, uh, in the second quarter. And they put up 71 points in the first half. Yeah. They were clicking. Looking at some of the first half numbers, you're like, are you serious? 40 points in the paint? De'Aaron had 17 at the half. The Kings had 17 assists and just two turnovers in that first half and led by 11. And I thought that was some of the best basketball the Kings have played. I thought they 
played their style. They said, we're going to come out here, even if we're tired on the second night of a back-to-back, playing a game last night, we are going to push and get things going. We know this Dallas Mavericks team doesn't have the size. We can take advantage in sight. And I thought they did a great job of that. Yeah, I, I'm totally with you on that. And I think when you 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 talk about what they took advantage of and scoring in the paint the way that they did, fantastic job. And you know this Mavs team is going to find a way to score on you. They have guys like Luca and Kyrie. I know we're going to talk more about them in just a sec. But really, this... This Kings team tonight didn't look bad. It was just the mistakes that were made. It didn't matter if it was, you know, a deer and fox missed dunk, for example. That was just like, ah. Well, and I actually was going to go to that. Oh, really? I felt like that was a swing play in the game. It was was a little heartbreaking because it was such good defense. Like, they trapped at that corner, got the steal, and then he breaks away, and it just seemed very lackadaisical. I didn't think that. Oh, what'd I you think? I just missed the dunk. Really? I mean, they did a great job trapping Kyrie. Kevin Herter with the steal gets ahead to Fox. He missed the jam. And he makes that jam. It feels like momentum's fully in the Kings' way. They're coming out aggressive in the second half. And that was early third. I'm not saying that's what cost them the game. No. But we're talking about the first couple of, you know, first 30 seconds of the game or first 45 seconds. He misses the dunk. Missed three. Barnes misses a shot. Hardaway hits a three. Oh, yeah. Then all of a sudden, you're like, wait, is this game falling apart? Then they fouled Tim Hardaway on a three-point attempt. You're like, wait, the Kings just had a chance to go up 15, and now all of a sudden it's 73-66. And it just felt like that was a momentum-shifting play. It gave them a little jolt, got them a little confidence, and they were able to get back in the game. I give the Mavs a lot of credit because... I expected them to come out desperate tonight. I didn't know that they had this in them still. Yeah. I felt like they were close to being finished. And they responded in the third quarter by coming out aggressive, mixing in a zone on Sacramento that took them a while to figure out, I thought, again. And then they started to get hot. Tim Hardaway got it going. Kyrie started to get it going. And they got right back in the game. And that was a huge credit for them because to them because they could have... It was a fragile point, and if that Fox dunk happens, Kings go up 15. Does that change things? Who knows, but that was obviously a swing play in the game. Yeah, and you talk about Hardaway Jr. and just the way he was out there playing, getting chippy, getting really chippy with guys, and um, they showed the the video of De'Aaron and him kind of just... I love that. John back and forth. Love oh, it. absolutely loved it. I loved it because they were able to talk smack... And it didn't seem like it was friendly, but they weren't willing to allow it to go to another level. And I just appreciate the competitiveness that was brought brought from both guys. But I think truly when you look at this Mavs team and what they've looked like as of late, you know they have some solid pieces on their squad. But what was it that was going to bring something out of them? And tonight they just – they. They did bring it. They did bring it, and they allowed their offense to really cruise them on home. By the way, Dallas went on a 19-5 to push after Fox missed that dunk. Yeah. And that was crazy. I thought tonight is a great example for the Kings. When they go back and watch the tape of this game, this felt more like a playoff game. And part of the playoffs, it's going to be more physical. The Mavs were physical in that second half. They got away with a lot of shit. I think, and I, I don't, I'm not blaming the officials tonight. I just thought the officials for both sides were dreadful. Mm-hmm. I just, I cannot b- believe the amount of stuff that Luca gets away with talking to the officials. And I, we all know why. And it's, it's just, it's, it shouldn't be why. Yeah. And he was John in that third quarter while the Mavs are getting back in the game. He was unhappy about a call and he was going off on the officials several times. He did the going off thing. Right. And this specifically though, like really, I mean, you could, it was audible on the T uh, on the television broadcast and nothing. I mean, he was begging for them to tee him up and they would not tee him up. And you know, those that can swing a game too. Like we're just talking about momentum swings. I'm not saying the Fox don't cost the Kings. Obviously one dunk 45 seconds into the third quarter. Isn't it? swing the game like crazy but i'm saying like you go 15 that changes thing you call technical on luca does that mess with him a little bit right and they just let certain things go i thought the game was extra physical and the lesson for the kings is 
Get ready because you need to fight through calls. The Kings were caught up in the officials a lot in that second half. They were, and I don't blame them. I think that's hard to deal with sometimes to overcome, but everybody was from them to the coaching staff. And I, I, I thought that third quarter really rattled them a little bit. Yeah, they I did th- rally at the end. I think it's fair to say when you say like it seemed like the refs were in everybody's head. Everybody's. Um, you, you notice in Sabonis's game when he gets a little bit more rattled or he's a little bit more frustrated because he's like, why aren't I getting these calls? And then he's getting called for some BS little hand on Christian Wood's back, you know, and Wood just like falls what over. What was that? I don't. I don't know. And like those, the reason why those plays are so frustrating is because of how deflating they are. They're like, at least make it a call when we're in motion, when, when the game's moving. And I just felt like there's so many times tonight that the officiating crew just stopped the flow of the game, kept stopping, kept stopping. Like, and it was not the right moments. Like the right, the right moment would have been to shut freaking Luca up with the tech like and everyone is so scared to give him that tech to have him suspended it's give him the technical give him the technical have the nba rescind it every time i don't give a damn if that's really the way that they're going to treat luka Doncic right now in this league but give him the tech so then a free throw can be done he can be shut up and the game can be moved in the right direction yeah and they obviously did not do that nope in fact, the one player who got a technical tonight was Kevin Herter, who never gets technicals. Dude. So, like, the, that was a really frustrating scenario. The fourth quarter, I mean, to, to the Kings' credit, I thought after losing the lead, it looked like it was get, very fragile. Under two minutes to play, Dallas is up four. They settled down. Alex Len had some, a couple of big free throws at the end of the quarter. They go to the to the fourth quarter tied up at 92, and that's off the heels of playing some terrible basketball. Really, I mean, they could not make a shot. They were 6 of 25 shooting in that third quarter, and 2 of 10 from 3. They scored just 21 points, and that, that, that quarter did them in, but it was still entering the fourth quarter tied up at 92 apiece, and it, then Kyrie went off. He just went absolutely off. But then you had the Kevin Herter play where that happened past the halfway point of the, at the 513 mark, Kevin Herter gets whistled for an offensive foul and he is immediately in the face of the official, Mm -hmm. gets teed up. The replay shows Hardaway, looked like he might've hit him twice, like went once close to the face, then hits him hard in the face. Herter's pissed, pushes him, and that's when the official calls the foul. Calls an offensive foul. Mike Brown is heated. He decides to challenge it. Yep. Bill Kennedy overturns it to a defensive foul, but the technical remains. Here's what I understand, NBA. This is what you have to... Sometimes, and this happens in the NFL too, where you're like, let's have some common sense here. Common sense. Common sense application of the rules. Why did Kevin Herter get teed up? He was pissed. He got hit in the face, and you missed the call. You reviewed it and went, yeah, you know what? Kevin was right. I missed the call, but I didn't like that he argued about it. He's still teed up. No, how about this? Hey, he was pissed off. He got a tee because it. we actually take the technical away to our bad. And even, what? what? And even if, even if you're going to be like, you know what? He was disrespectful and got in the face of an official. Okay, then what the shit is Luca doing all game? You know what I mean? Like, it's just not, that's when it's, when it's so blatantly obvious like that, when it's so blatantly obvious. Again, these are not plays that lost the game. The Kings lost the game tonight. When we are discussing these moments, though, it is frustrating when you see a player like Luka Doncic get put on a pedestal. And anyone that wants to say, oh, man, he's earned it. He's earned what? Earned what? From being a little bitch on the floor for his... How is he not? You're just being a little aggressive. uh, Complaining a lot on the floor. Sure, go ahead. Deuce, no. I'm sorry. That is the way you got to describe him okay. when he's complaining like that 24-7. Uh, how is it not? That does not take away from the amazing basketball player that it, it that he is. But 
with his attitude, with his attitude, his personality, it's a little bitchy. Sure, I, but I mean, I think you could describe it in a different way. How I'm would saying. you like me to describe it? The guy complains nonstop, and it takes away from the game. I mean, I don't think you have to go that far with it. That's all I'm saying. Really, I yeah, don't think bitchy not, is like you didn't say, but you called him a bitch. Well, I mean, and th- there's a difference. Okay, his his complaining is bitchy. <laughs> Like, got to get the B word right. Oh, people pop for it, Morgan. You got the pop. I mean, I don't need just, the pop. It's just, it's it's such a disservice to the game, you guys. That's where it frustrates me. Because I've been a Luka Doncic fan from the start. I freaking love his game. I, oh my God. I mean, there's times even tonight where he just like swings, a bu- swings the ball, has a nice crisp pass. And I'm like, oh, damn. Like, it's special. What he's able to accomplish. But when he does the things that he has been doing and just far too frequently and far too consistent, it takes away so much. Yes, and we have spent... He's taken away so much from this podcast, too, because we're going back to him after already talking about him taking away from the game. The herder stuff was just bad. And I, I... One, I don't know how the official missed that call. How do you miss the call initially? How he was behind... But he saw him push him? Yeah. That's outrageous. Did you see where the official was? He was behind. He didn't see Kevin Herter's face get hit. Obviously, I didn't see it then. Yeah. That's where the official was right here. Kevin Herter is here. So Hardaway's hitting his face. Official can't see the face get hit. Well, there's other officials on the floor, too. That's true. Wake up. That's how I look at it. Morgan, you don't have to be all weird now because I was like, eh, you shouldn't say it that way. Now you're being weird. We're going to call it out. You're being weird about it. Not being weird. No. Let's talk about your feelings. Go ahead. Would you really like me to yeah, talk about my feelings? Yeah, I would love to hear it. I think it's very frustrating that you can elaborate on so many different things. Why couldn't I elaborate how I feel about Luca in that situation? I have no problem with you elaborating with Lu- about Luca. I just didn't. I didn't like you calling him that on the podcast. That's all. I didn't mean serious. A bitch. I, yeah, I mean, you're better than that. That's how I look at it. I'm sorry. That's. I think you can do, come up with something better. That's not... I mean, that's we're a, not on TV. It doesn't matter. You're getting a... That's a, So you get a cheap pop. Cool. What, you want the cheap pop from the crowd? No. It's truly <laughs> what he is doing. Thank you. I stand with Mo. Thank you. I don't even need that, you guys. I truly, like... I'm explaining Luka Doncic's game, watching him play and having to watch the team that I cover, it is cringeworthy. And it sucks because there's so much special basketball that he brings to the floor. And when he does everything he does, and I don't blame Mavs fans if they're like, you know, he does that, but he's so good that we can like brush it under the rug. I get that. For me, just as a, if you want to call me a basketball purist or whatever you want to call me, I just cannot stand it. It's gotten to a point where it's absolutely ridiculous. And, and just to be clear, chat, it's so cute. Oh, let's go. Yeah, Timo, Timo. Do you understand? I agree with her overall sentiment that it's outrageous what he does on the floor every single night. He is a problem, uh, and he's a big reason why they are where they are right now, in my opinion. I just didn't like how she called them a Deuce, Deuce Dantic. That's what they're calling you. That's fine. I, I'll say, well, that's fine. That's fine. I think I've got a track record of making fun of Luca and talking about Luca. I don't really care about that. If I, if, just to be clear, if I went, hey, Morin's being a bitch tonight. Oh, what did you say? That would have been unacceptable. Luca's being a bitch. I thought that was aggressive. If I was being, if like, if you're like, you're being like a little bitch tonight, I'd be like, why? (laughs) Okay. Like, why? Okay. Okay. That's a little different than like, you're a bitch. Mm -hmm. Okay. Full bitch. What else do you want to talk about, Morgan? (sighs) Okay, I'll continue on. Um, Looking at that fourth quarter, a couple other swing plays. Yeah. Christian Wood, and this was before all the herder stuff happened. Christian Wood launches a three. Alex Lund, I, he did a great mm. job trying to come out and contest, but got on the landing zone. Of course, Christian Wood hit the three. I thought Wood was awful for them. 
for most of the game, but he sure. had some big shots late. And then I don't know what they could have done differently with Kyrie. I, I guess maybe you throw some different looks at him early, uh, earlier in the fourth. They blitzed him. I mean, they even like even when they did, he got by them. Even when he like he found a way, no matter what hand was in his face, no matter what body was coming at him. I mean, the, his high arcing three from that corner by the Kings bench, it didn't matter. He just chucked it up in the air and it went down. I mean, and when I say that, fantastic play from Kyrie Irving, just magical there in the fourth quarter. It was literal magic from Kyrie Irving. 19 points in that fourth quarter. Here's Hardaway. Gets into two-point range. Gives it up on top. Deep three. Kyrie. He's got the triple. The Mavericks are on fire. And specifically, Kyrie Irving. He's now up to 24 points. And Dallas has stretched the advantage. They lead by four at 111-107. Kyrie has scored 12 of the last 15 Dallas points. And he wasn't done. One of the Mavs hit the floor. Behind the play, it's green. There's a transition knocked down by Irving. We were looking to make sure that green was okay as he was slowly trying to get to his feet. And in that same moment, Kyrie Irving nailed another triple. That three was ridiculous because... The Kings actually got back on defense. There were like three guys in front of Kyrie to try to stop ball on the penetration. Two other Kings defenders trailing. So it was one on five. He pulls up. Herter got a contest. And he still buried the three. When he's feeling it, you can just like, it's purely muscle memory, right? It doesn't matter where he is on the floor. It can be a jumper. It can be off the dribble. It can be a skip pass to him up the floor, whatever. He's knocking that down. He did just... um, like you said, just some magic there in the fourth quarter. Then that corner three. I mean, come on. Luca hasn't scored in this quarter. He finds uh, Green, who drives under the basket, rips a pass to the corner. Kyrie with a rainbow. He's got another triple. Kyrie Irving with his sixth three-pointer in 10 attempts. Now has 31 points. The Mavs have their biggest lead. They're up six. Just incredible shot making. He finishes with 31 points. He did it on 12 of 23 shooting. He was 6 of 10 from downtown tonight against Sacramento. And obviously, you know, when you're watching this as a basketball fan, it's just there's there's times when you're like, wow, this is almost fun to witness this. It's not fun when it's being done on a team that you're rooting for. But at the same time, it's not like the Kings could have done anything else, in my opinion, except like you're saying, they they blitzed him. Uh, maybe maybe you deny the hell out of him and don't even allow him to get the ball. Um, easier said than done. The shot making was just really strong it by them. Incredible. I mean, Tim Hardaway, he gets streaky sometimes. Tonight, they got good Tim Hardaway, who was 5 of 8 from 3, had 24 points. He knocked down shots. That was big. I thought Christian Wood hit some timely threes that you're like, all right, like, I, I, I don't know what else you can do there. And also, one thing I want to give love to Tim Hardaway, too. I, what I loved was after that whole debacle, the challenge, and everything that went down, you saw him behind Bill Kennedy dapping up Kevin Herter and was just like, dude, I'm sorry. You know, like, the sportsmanship was there. And, and I love it because he was also jawing at De'Aaron Fox. So the competitiveness was there, but um, they were also trying to make sure things were cool. Yeah, and he had a he had a big game tonight. I, I thought my other thing tonight with Sacramento was the offense. Like, we gotta find ways to get Keegan the Rock, man. I mean, he had eleven points in the second quarter. He was four of eight and two of five from three. He finished with eleven points on four of eight shooting. Two of five from three. Keegan Murray did not get another shot attempt in the game. You say that, but I also think that, and we've we've debated this early on in the season too, I think he needs to do a better job of getting himself the ball. And when I say that, it's, you know he can move without the basketball, but let's say it's a DHO and Sabonis doesn't like it. He's not going to just drop the ball, right? He's going to make sure to keep holding on to it. He's like, move again, cut again. What else can you create? If it's not the best move, Sabonis isn't just going to allow it to happen to happen. You got to keep going. And I think for Keegan, sometimes he thinks like maybe he's being trying to do too much and is allowing other people to do stuff when they need him to do just as much. 
but they said, I mean, you, you finished this game. He was two of five from three. De'Aaron Fox took six threes. He was one of six. You know what I mean? Like, there's got to be a, a better balance here. You have to find ways to get him the right or get it out of him. Fine, create it. I mean, I haven't watched the, I haven't gone back to watch the game yet, but you, you're telling me there's not a chance for Keegan Murray to get some better, some good looks in the second half, not even to get one shot up in the second half. He had 11 points. He had nine rebounds. I thought he did a good job rebounding the ball today for uh, Sacramento. So that was good to see. Um, and you talk about the rebounding. You look at the offensive boards for the Sacramento Kings, and they ended up finishing with 22 offensive rebounds, right? Alex Len had seven of those. Yeah. I D- mean, Dallas is a terrible, def- ter- terrible rebounding team. Which the is, Kings took advantage of it. Which is just like crazy when you do have someone the size of Christian Wood and you still, he isn't capable of. Um, boxing out and grabbing those rebounds but still either way Alex Len with seven of those offensive rebounds I just love what he added in his little bit of time um the other thing I wanted to mention really quick too just because when we were talking about the fourth quarter that and and talking about the officials a little bit that double dribble call and what I didn't understand when they called it a double dribble when it was like obviously knocked out of his hand right Bill Kennedy blows the whistle and then he goes no and That's I'm like, ridiculous. what? No, no, that means that someone knocked it out of his hand, so he was okay to continue. It didn't make sense. He so that call got messed up, and then how about the kick ball? Luca had a kick ball that they missed, did not call, and it turned into a three pointer for the Mavericks. So uh, yeah, the and I saw Len got away with the fa- a, a play that should have been a foul. They called it a block out of bounds. He definitely hammered whoever was driving to the basket maybe it was wood but these officials just have to be better but again sacramento just you you have to find a way to just play through it it and stay composed and that goes for everybody players all that stuff and uh, i'm not saying it's easy at all i mean it boils down to this pretty simple kings i thought had a really strong first half the officiating was suspect the kings got out a little, little out of whack with the zone early Missed some shots in that third quarter. And then Kyrie is a great player. And he did what some great players do every once in a while. I, the guy was hitting everything. That shot, when he gets going, it's he's unguardable. He really is unguardable. And they threw different looks at him. But when you're making rainbows from oh the corner God. contested, when you're pulling up one on five, burying a three, you just got it going. And you just go, oh, tip your cap, huh? Yeah. Yeah, see? I, I mean, yeah. Tip the cap, huh? Tip in the cap as someone who just loves basketball. It's fun. It's it's fun to see, but again, not when you're rooting for the other team. Uh other numbers from this game. Kings end up shooting 43%. Uh, they were 12 of 37 from 3. They had 31 assists and 9 turnovers. Sabonis with another triple double, his 14th triple double of the season he had 19 points 11 assists 11 rebounds on 8 of 11 fox he had 28 points 8 assists but he did it on 10 of 26 1 of 6 from 3 7 of 7 from the free throw line i did like him aggressive i felt like i liked his chippiness too that was good to see and then uh off the bench malik monk had some nice moments for sacramento i felt like he got him going through stretches but did go cold he ends up 5 of 15 13 points um, good to see Trey Lyles knock down some shots, too. He had eight points, five rebounds. Yeah. I mean, there's still a lot of positives. It just seemed like it was a shootout. Things were going back and forth. And um, for the Kings, it didn't end well. Didn't end well. The good news, I guess, is that it didn't totally matter. Like, the Kings are in the number three spot. They're in the playoffs, man. Yeah, no. It, it would be more painful. It's like they needed that win tonight to clinch, whatever. It's like your spot's clinched. You won the division. You're pretty much stuck in three. You still have a chance at 50. It sucks, but you move on. They want to be. They want to get to 50 wins, and so now they have two more chances. It's just tough. Just tough. We'll uh, wrap up more on this game. Look ahead to what lies ahead in the final two games. We should mention that tonight's Night Chat is presented by our buddy Sean Stanfield at rate.com slash Sean Stanfield. If you're looking to buy a house, if you're looking to maybe refinance, Sean's your guy. Him and his team over at Guaranteed Rate have all the information you need. Market research. They've got mortgage solutions. 
it makes it really easy to because you could do it in just a few clicks. You could do it from your phone or your tablet. You can also call or text Sean at 916-276-7563. That's 916-276-7563. That's equal housing lender subject to credit approval. NMLS ID number 349707. Company NMLS ID number 2611. NMLSconsumeraccess.org. Thanks so much to our friends at Guaranteed. Great. Guaranteed. Great. Also presented today by New York Times bestselling author. Yeah, check out her book. G.R. Reagan's got a book out called Such a Beautiful Family. She has so many thrillers out, and she's writing another one right now as we speak. Another thriller. And, I mean, if you haven't checked out one of these books, make sure to do it. Go to Amazon.com or TRReagan.com. And, um, like I said, any of her books, just check it out. They're thrillers. They're dark. They're twisted. Buckle up. They're all based in Sacramento. I've read them. Morgan's read them. A lot of people have read them. Well, she's a New York Times bestselling author. So you should check it out. If you're looking for a read, uh, you want to escape to a land of darkness and craziness, check out T.R. Reagan. Search that on Amazon. All right. So Kings lose 123 to 119. Can't stand the Mavericks. Uh, Our poll question tonight. How are you feeling after the Kings loss? The option, tough loss, but okay, playoffs, baby. Mm. The other one is deflated, concerned. Oh. 80% of people say, tough loss, but I'm okay, playoffs, baby. And then 20, obviously, say deflated, concerned. Um, I, I'm not really concerned. I think these are, I thought they were competitive tonight. Second, I have a back-to-back. They were up. They had a chance. They had a bad third quarter and they got back in the game. I, I don't yeah. I don't take too much away. And you know, Kyrie's a great player and a great player guy going. I would have loved to steal this one, but it happens, man. Yeah. I I guess my my two things from tonight would be like how especially because in the postseason you're gonna be dealing with that one star player that's going off. How do you do a better job of dealing with that person? And I, I think sometimes there's just gonna be nights so you can't stop that person as well. But then the other thing is, how are you going to deal with officiating when it's not going your way? You can see it rattling everyone. Easier said than done to be like, oh, no, just don't let it bother you. I mean, if Luka Doncic is giving me anxiety at home, then I can only imagine like the vibe that everyone feels. Give you anxiety? Yeah. Yeah. Why? Watching him just makes like it. it, It's like it's very like icky. It's an icky feeling. Do you want to call him that again? No, just, you can, but you just have to absolutely sit, set me up for it. Call so you. I'm going to let you just get it out. S- say what you want about Luca. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. It's <laughs> <laughs> You're still going. I oh, <laughs> oh, yay. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, next up for the Sacramento Kings, Friday night against the Golden State Warriors, and then wrapping up Sunday afternoon in Denver against the Nuggets. How do the Kings approach the next two games, Morgan? Do you? And I know we're all like, without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants—they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day. You're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I go for 50, and I've said that too. Um, I also, you know, would love for them to just be healthy going into the playoffs. Um, how do you approach things? <sighs> um, I guess if... If I were Mike Brown, obviously I want to get to that 50-win mark. So I'm approaching it like, hey, keep things going. You're going to get a whole week of rest, right? When it's the play-in week, pretty much? Yeah, so the final game would be Sunday against Denver. And Uh then they're probably not going to play until that next Saturday, potentially Sunday. Yeah, so almost a week of rest where I'm just kind of like, Lay him through. So here's my thing. I'm not even so much about the rest thing, right? Because okay. playing through, yeah, they're going to plenty of rest. My thing is, like, in is just risking any injury, right? Freak things happen. I always say this to people. You can also get hurt getting out of bed. 
you can just slip in the shower. I mean, you risk Anything. injury waking up in the morning. But obviously, being on the basketball floor, weird things happen. Sabonis hurt his thumb initially late in a blowout against I the Washington know. Wizards. So, you know, you just want to be mindful of that stuff. And it would suck to be like, hey, we're going for 50. It's like, yeah, we went for 50, but we lost a key guy. And, <laughs> it, I, you know, I know you can't stop, you know, you can't stop everything. I but. know, I know. And I know that, like, it's because you're you're right where even if that were to happen at practice the week before the playoffs, it would be like, man, freak things happen. Where if it happens in a yeah. game, it's more like, why didn't you sit him out? Why didn't, you know, there's more of of that going on. So I get it. If you want to approach the last two games like that, approach the last two games like that, I'm on the other spectrum of things. But again, I've never coached an NBA team and been this close to the playoffs. I so. would say play them, but be mindful of it, right? Like I'm trying to limit minutes as much as I can. Go for wins for sure, but like let's not go for 42 minutes. I don't know. Just be when, mindful of it. I when sometimes when you're playing like whether it's like not to get hurt or you're playing at a certain speed, that right. that can make things worse. Oh, for too. sure, for sure. I you definitely don't want to go through the mo. I mean, go out there if you're gonna play, just go play. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's it's it's. A, it, I know it's a risk every time you play. It's I just mean, a, at, at life point. is a but, risk. Yeah, I'm not so the rest factor. I'm actually not worried about that at all because there is a legitimate gap in between games. So. Yeah, uh, but next up, the Warriors coming up on Friday night. And, you know, that could be a potential first-round matchup. It really could. I and know. So that's another interesting wrinkle. Like, you know, do the Kings hold back on stuff that maybe they would have? Do they try some stuff out, like almost like a pre-playoff series, so to speak? Um, I'm keeping an eye on what's happening in the NBA right now as we are talking. Uh, the Lakers just lost to the Clippers Ooh. 125 to 118 at crypto.com and i don't know if the standings are actually updated quite yet they have not been updated okay. yet but i think that win act yep the win puts the clippers in the fifth spot so golden state right now would be the number six seed if the playoffs started today they Ooh. would be matching up with the sacramento Kings. so obviously Ugh. we know it's a team that you could be playing so yeah for me you got to try some shit out. Like yeah. it's, you get some stuff. What's beneficial is you get some stuff on tape late in the season before potentially matching up with them in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think you just, yeah, you make sure no matter who's playing or how you're going about the game that you go in like it matters. I mean, and it should matter, right? I, like you, you got to, it's a test. It's all a test. It's it. That's how I see these last couple of games. No matter who's playing, it's a test. I don't care if it's Alex Len for, you know, hey, shout the Alex entire Len, game. By the way, right, right. He's he's been able to. He's been like tested out these last couple of weeks, and I don't know why it took them so long to get to Alex Len. But either way, I I like it. Uh, before we kick uh, get out of here, let's uh, check in with some people on Discord. We got Sandra in the house. Hi, Sandra. You're on with Deuce and Mo. What is up? Okay. Oh, you're here with us. We hear you. You guys are one and a half. Sandra? I think you can. No, put... she, she's been trying to get in oh. here, Morgan. I okay. Know. Sandra, can you hear us? Okay, she she's not figuring out. It's okay. Let's check in with uh, Manny. Hey, Manny. Manny. Hi, Manny. What's up, Deucey? Dude, how are you doing, man? How's it going? What's up? Pretty good. How are you? I'm good, man. Even after today's loss, I'm good. Yeah. I'm good because I know the playoffs are coming. Oh, April 15th. The you know what that means, start. right? What does that mean? That Deuce and Mo playoff edition. That's not just regular size and night night chat. That's extra night chat. It's gonna be emotional, man. People are gonna be fired up. Can you the the losses hurt oh, so much more? Man. The wins feel amazing. Everything is enhanced this time of year. And it's just I said before, like I think you're playing with house money. Obviously, we want to win, want to get past the first round, get as far as we can. But no matter what. 
This team's been great. It's been a great ride. And it's just a sign of things to come. It's a sign of things to come, man. This is nothing but good things to come. I mean, I, I'm just excited overall for not just only this year, but for the future of this team because everything seems like it's going. It's not just one of those, oh, you have a two-year window, three. I think this is a long-term – this is a long yeah. – this is a long ride. I this hope is a so. Long ride. You yeah. just – you never know how long – you, know, you never know, but it is set up where you have everyone kind of similar ages, right? Mm-hmm. Sabonis, Fox, Herter, um, you know, Davion's kind of in that group. Keegan's young. They've got a nice, nice group of uh, Malik Monk in that similar age range. So, um, you know, they're going to have to tweak some things, of course, over the offseason like any team. But, yeah, I like this group. The core group's fun, and they've shown a lot. I can't wait to for the national media after this year. And maybe I don't know how long it's going to take them to act like they know the Kings are good. It's even to this point, you still see disrespect out there. And it's it's insane to me. Like, it's right in front of your face. You're not even doing good journalism. You're just sitting there taking however amount of years before things that happen have nothing to do with this team. I understand there's always the history of teams, but as a journalist, as as a person, this you're supposed to be watching this sport 24 hours a day getting all the deep dive into it and for you to still come out and say the stupidest things. It's just like, like what, like what's bugging just, you, man. I, I even like when they're on like, well, with that whole, I think it was Jamal. I think it was yesterday. I think, um, and it was one of the NBA crew, the TNT when I think it was Jamal, who else was on the, the B team basically. Okay. Yeah, that yeah. was taking over. And they just kind of just like, eh, it's the Kings. Like they just glossed over them as if, they're still the running joke. And it's like, dude, have you watched, like, I get it. I get the past. I get it's ingrained in your head. But if you're a true basketball savant and you've been watching this all year, you can't tell me this team's not the truth. This isn't a one-hit wonder. This isn't just, like, you see the talent. You see how they play together. You you see how much, you see, you just see it. It's not just, oh, they're getting lucky shots or, yeah. oh, they're just winning games. Like, yeah. like they're dominating it's well it's a larger issue with uh sports media right morgan is like you know there's some people who don't want to spend the time to watch a ton of games you know and there's other people who are other people who are obsessed with and watch everything so yeah yeah, i mean i i would say if you have a national platform you should make sure to do a deep dive on some of these teams totally and i remember like even when the hornets were the the uh league pass team to watch right and it's like Mm -hmm. what were we doing we were making sure to be like oh let's go watch them because this is fun we we like the broadcast team like there was a lot of elements to it that just made basketball watching basketball fun and i feel like that narrative has been around the Kings so much this season you'd think that enough people would like jump on to kind of believe um when Mm -hmm. you work at that level but yeah no it's whatever they'll believe when they say it i think it's that clickbait stuff too like oh let's just say some stupid outrageous because that's what gets clicks and and then you get obviously you'll get the if you say something crazy, then everybody jumps on that and retweets that and reposts that. And it's like, yeah, like the what, is, what Mavs huh? fans are. It's like kind of like what Mavs fans are probably going to do to Morgan when they're going to cut the part where <laughs> she is. Luke is a bitch. And then they're going to post it everywhere. And, I mean, she's not wrong. <laughs> Manny. Oh my God. All right, Manny. Thanks so much for checking in, dude. Love you guys. Yeah, Love you too, man. Yeah. And then they'll have to cut the rest of the clip of me just like, Oh no no because you know how that works they don't they don't show that but part. that's fine that's just life like I'm gonna have a lot of awful clips about people I talk, like Pat Bev and everyone and then you have to talk about the moments of since he came to Chicago and what he actually adds to the team as well if you're gonna analyze the entire game who do we have on night chat next malfunction oh that's what it is but <laughs> spelled differently I'm an idiot malfunction okay. malfunction what's up dude Oh, hey, yeah, my name is Ian. I've sent in a couple chats the last like week or so. Oh, nice, man. I uh, appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's been, it's been nice uh, to get a, get a feel for the show the last, you know, the last week or so. Now that we know that we'll be in the postseason, it, it, I still am not used to that. Hmm. I, uh, I've been a fan of the of the team for about, you know, 25 years now. I'm 35, and I still remember something my grandfather and I used to do. He's no longer with us, but he was a Lakers fan. Oh. Every year in the postseason, because this is back when we were in the playoffs, 
We bet a dollar who would get further. Oh three, Kings went down the seventh round, or sorry, seventh game of the second round against the Mavs. Lakers lost in six. He sent me a dollar. Um, but I just want to weigh in on the whole: do we go for fifty or not? Yeah, I'm kind of concerned about some of some of the iffy losses that we've had. We've had some iffy games. Um, and the thing is, if you have a series of those games at the end of the season, that can get into a team's head, I feel like. I, for me, it's not about do we get to 50 or not. If we were at 47 wins right now and we could only get to 49, I'd still say, you know, let's treat these last two games like games that matter, games that count, just because I want this team to, to finish strong. Yeah. I don't want it to be April 15th and still be trying to get back on track. Let's get back on track now. And you know, then we enter in April 15th. We got a team that's peaking, a team that feels like they're ready to beat Golden State or whoever. Yeah, and I, I'm I'm cool with that too. And I think Denver, the, the Sunday game against Denver is kind of weird because who knows what the hell they're going to do. They've got the number one seed wrapped up. You know, they're going to have some time off too. Do they play their guys in the first half? Does Jokic? They're obviously a different team. They've been together for a minute, but I, I don't know what they end up doing. And I don't know if that alters things either, you know? So, yeah, I don't know if there's the perfect answer either. You know, I, I think... The reality is someone like Sabonis wants to play all the time. I think these guys just like playing basketball on this Kings team. Yeah. They want to be out there. And, you know, I you don't go out there and go balls to the wall like it's game seven of the NBA Finals, but I'm cool if you want to play. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, and I think Denver's actually a really good example because, you know, six weeks ago they were looking like a real contender. Now at this point, after they've had a, a rough stretch, you know, they're looking really vulnerable in a way that they didn't, you know, back at, say, the All-Star break. Yeah. I mean, really, the top three, Morgan, like, it's pretty much been the Nuggets, the Grizzlies, and the Kings. Yeah. And, pretty consistent. Um, the, But the Nuggets have held on to that. Just, and it hasn't been pretty at times. Mm-mm. Yeah. Well, anyway, uh, that's all I've got. Yeah. No problem, man. Thanks for checking in for the first time. Appreciate you. Thank you. Thanks. 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 Shout out to people watching us live too. Uh, appreciate you guys being here. Make sure to hit that thumbs up. Make sure you're subscribed. Reading some of the comments. Of course, everyone's got Morgan's back tonight. It's, uh, I'm having a rough night tonight. People are going at me. So, why? Who's going at you? Everybody. Everybody. I jinxed them. I got on you. People are just, you know, you not, they're not having you, it. If you didn't like what I said, I'm going to be honest. You could have just been nicer about it. Like, when I just I, didn't like it. But when, I was no, honest, I know, no, like, myself. We already, we're raw, we've, we've, already, we've already got that. Like, we already get that. And <sighs> that's why, like, like when I don't like something that you do, like, I'm like, oh, and I, like, have fun. And I joke about it. I'm like, no, don't do that. And you, like, legitimate, legitimately, like, <laughs> ah, how dare you? You sounded very angry about it. You sounded so angry about Luca stuff. And I don't think like, I sounded that angry the tone, about I was like, it. Oh, whoa. I don't think I sounded that angry about it. I think I think all I was saying in that moment, and truly, if I sounded angry about it, Deuce, then maybe I'm angry about how the NBA is addressing this situation. Maybe I'm angry about how I'm watching a basketball <laughs> game and that is becoming acceptable at the top of the top level of basketball I mean, in the world. It's really not new, though. I mean, it's, it's been happening so it's for not, years it's with star not new, players. But again, I just watched an entire game of it. And now I'm coming on <laughs> to talk about it. Okay. Uh, Bullpup in the chat says this game had zero importance. Yeah, I mean, I'm going to say zero, but it's not going to dictate. It's not going to mess up the Kings too much by losing tonight. Uh, Lee says, ooh, first time we get a Ducemo playoff night chat. LOL. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, IPH says, Ducemo gives so much access to fans, probably more than most SAC installations. No shade to anybody. Y'all make it super fun. Thank you. Oh. Right, because we're just raw in here. Appreciate it. Yeah, I mean, we just talk. (laughs) Literally, all of our feelings are talked about. Oh, my God. That's funny. We have not gotten to our super chats today either. We should mention that. I know we got some super chats. Uh, Ian, thank you so much. Dropping a couple of bucks. Appreciate you. Am I missing some others? Daniel for the sub. Appreciate Sarcasm City for rating us on Twitch. You guys are the best. Thank you, guys. Appreciate that. 
Um, it wouldn't be a night chef. We didn't check in with our buddy Morgan. Oh, we got Oh, he actually decided he to decide, stop by. Decide, well, okay, settle down, Nick. Are you there? What's up? Hi, where, Nick. Where are you, Nick? Right here. I don't, we don't, oh, here he is. Are you driving? How are you doing today? I'm with David. Okay, Hi, we, David. David, this is Nick's time. Keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, fun. hey, do some out, right? Hey, we we lost tonight, but we gotta play better. Did you drink the Kings tonight? Did you drink the Kings about losing? Are you serious? You're gonna put that on me? No, because we lost. Hey, you know, we should have won this game. I was over. I was over at the watch party with thirteen ESPN thirteen twenty. Oh, with our guys D'Lo and Casey. Yeah, they were doing yeah, that watch party in Roseville. Sure. Was it fun? Yeah. Yeah, it was a watch party in Sacramento. Yeah, I know, you know, I know. What? Did you meet who? Did you meet them? Did you say hi to people? Yeah, I did. did I saw, I saw, I saw Young Zell today. Young Zell? So cool. Oh, he was not singing Young Light Zell the Beam tonight, was he? Oh, yeah. He was not singing tonight. That's our guy. Um, what well, what happened tonight? Why they lose? Why they lose? Because they didn't. They they let it go. They let because Kevin Herter got fouled. Mm. Yep, the yeah, the technical. The technical. And they called the technical foul. I know. That's why they lost, huh? <laughs> no, they lost. Why? Why did they lose? He's trying to get David to talk. Yeah. The third quarter. Yeah, but you know, we should have won this game. Do some out. And um, you know, I was asking, I was asking, and. Uh, if you know, I I'm not, I might be looking for a different job, so maybe if you know that if you can help me, if I could, I will. I'm looking for a job, so I right. wonder maybe if you know something. I'll if I hear anything, I'll let you know. If anyone out there has a job for our guy Nick, let us know. Coach Nick is ready to work for you. How, well, are you because a good Are you a good worker? I am, but you know, the ever since the Kings take over the Rivercats, it's taking a long time. They're okay. taking a long time. They're taking a long time for me to get them, for okay. me to get back with them, get back with them. They're taking them forever. Okay, I'm sorry, Nick. All right, hopefully it gets worked out. Okay. Yeah, it's just after the takeover, after the Kings took over, it's like I I can't stand feedback. He he's I don't know. He took over the river. He bought the river cats. <laughs> okay, okay. Settle down, Nick. All right, we'll get you through this. Okay. Hang in, okay. The, hang in there. We'll see you Friday at the game. I'm not going to be there Friday because they spent. I don't have the tickets. Oh, oh man. Damn. Okay. Well, hopefully we'll see you soon, man. I don't have a ticket for Friday or the playoff game. So I know for the playoffs, I may be outside or don't go watch the playoff game. There you, know? you go. Well, as long as you're around, man. Hey, why not beat the Warriors? Yeah. Why not beat the Warriors? All right. Sleep beams. Yeah, he said it. He said still it, said yeah. it. Yeah, people want to talk about, oh, do some more. You're so honest. Yeah, so are all of our fans <laughs> about everything. <laughs> oh, God. That is too funny. Oh, my God. Okay. That's a, Nick's a great guy. He is. I love him. He is. He brings so much joy to this world. Sandra's still there, man. Do you think she just can't figure I think, it out? No, I don't. Or she doesn't want to be in there. Okay. Like, or maybe she's just in there. Okay. We won't. We you won't know, because the way it. that she was like saying was like she didn't know. Okay. You know. Fair enough. Fair so enough. I wasn't gonna be like, "Ayo." Oh. So, do you think we're still gonna be friends after this podcast? I am perfectly fine. I feel like you, you on, you like took it personally. Like, like maybe you're a distant cousin of Luca Doncic. So I, I wish. And this is where, like, long term, when we grow this podcast to another level and there is some other person, like, we have a producer sitting there. And, like, hey, what's the producer's name? Um, well, probably, we don't know yet, but maybe, like, let's do, like, a unisex name. Okay. So, it's going to be, like, how about James? Because I feel like a man or a woman could be James. <laughs> when have you ever met a woman named James? I think it would be a really cute, a cute woman's hey, name. Hey, Morgan works, right? Morgan. Morgan's uh, a, yeah, Morgan. James? Out of all 
You put me on this spot. Stupidest thing you I've put ever me heard on the spot. Okay. Are you serious? Okay, so Morgan, but there's already a Morgan here. Okay. Uh. <laughs> um, let me just look up a unisex. Unisex. Hey, Stevie. Stevie. How about Stevie? Uh, Stevie's fine. Stevie. Stevie. Hey, I love Stevie. 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 Hey, I love you Stevie, more. Stevie, do me a favor. I need you to go back. Can you let's replay what Morgan said that? And then they play and they, everyone's like, oh, actually, that was really wow. Okay. That came off a little oh, a little harsh. I would love I was, to have a producer to do this. I was floored that you said it like that. Obviously. I would never say something like that. And I, I pushed the edge I a think, lot. I think you took it as like me calling someone a bitch, like a very <laughs> hardcore thing, where for me, it wasn't like that at all. It's like I had to go to the next level of what Luka Doncic did to my emotions as a basketball fan tonight. And his bitching led to describing him as a bitch out there on the floor. <laughs> but yes, I understand why that can be so aggressive to some people. So I want to apparently, apologize. So, apparently I was the only person here in the world Thank that you. was like, whoa, okay. Ex Morgan. Except a Luca fan that would probably be like, no, no. But no, then no. it's like, you guys. No, actually, I do think a lot of Mavericks fans are frustrated by him. And I, yeah, the Mavs man. are in an interesting spot. Like, where do they go from here? I, I think tonight they're, you know, they're obviously staying kind of in the thick of things. They're trying to just get in and yeah. getting in would matter for them. But, you know, like today you had Mark Cuban coming out explaining why they didn't resign Jalen Brunson and kind of blaming his father. Just weird stuff happening. And then, you know, you see what their season has kind of turned into after the Kyrie trade. They win tonight. And with the win, they're tied with Oklahoma City, but OKC still has a tiebreaker. And they're in the 10th spot. Dude, so. it's in here's here's another thing to the Mavs and like even going back to like Luca. And let's go back to Draymond Green. You and I, we watched that game when it was we wanted the Kings to clinch. And so we wanted the Pelicans to beat the dubs. And that night, Draymond Green's going just wild yeah wild on officials not even getting a technical kicking guys in the face whatever and you and i were like this is selfish this isn't going to do anything after the game they ended up winning the team rallied behind and we're like oh man draymond that energy it's really good for us you don't hear that about luca you don't hear even when even when you see it and you're like you question it you don't hear anyone back it up ever and go like he's our emotional leader no he leads with his play he leads with his ability to play basketball at a magical level but that shit can take you down 10 notches and it's it's the worst in the league yeah i think those can be soul sucking i also just watching him I think he's just tough to play with. And a couple of examples I would use just talking about him. And I, I feel like every time we talk about Luca, we preface it by saying, hey, we acknowledge he's great. He's got this going, blah, blah, blah. We, I think everyone, I don't think there's a person on the planet who believes Luca doesn't have the talent to be one of the best players in the league. He Bilotti. still is. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. Kidding. Jalen Brunson reached another level playing away from Luca. Porzingis there you go. is about to get a contract extension. He didn't play like this with Luca. I think Luca is a tough player to play with, and yeah. he's not the only player in the league. I think at times it could be difficult to play with LeBron at, at, at portions in the offense. In an offense, yes. I think Luca fits that. I think James Harden back in the day fit that. It with Luca, it's a challenge when it's dribble, dribble, dribble. Oh, he's gonna pass it to me this time. In the cool and scary part. He's so young. There's no way oh, yeah. that he's not going to get better and someone's going to well, bring no, the best out of him. The, the way he doesn't get better is by not looking in the mirror and there realizing that, hey, there are things I can do to be a better teammate with some of the stuff you talk about. There are things I can do physically to get in the best shape I've been in. Those are things that he has to be real honest about. Yep. So that's... 
I think it, he's a really good player now. But if you want to get to the next level, if you want to be truly one of the greats of all time and win, you have to look and reflect and go, what can I do to get there? He has not done enough this year to put himself in a position. And the Mavs haven't done him favors either. It's fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. There was a couple other things I feel like I wanted to hit on NBA-wise, and I'm not remembering them right now. No, none of them. Lakers Clippers, we talked a little bit about that uh, Lakers loss. Uh, shout out to Bleacher Report today. Bleacher Report had us oh, do yeah. a live stream on the Kings on their app today on the Bleacher Report app. That was really fun to do. Uh, Jessica, she was there. Appreciate you, Jessica. Met Thanks. Jessica the other day, too. Morgan had a lot to get out after being chill on the radio and on Bleacher Report today. <laughs> yeah, I was too chill. Like, you put me in front of a camera all damn day. Like, there's going to be a breaking point. <laughs> there's going to be and it was luca just brought it out of me tonight we're, we're gonna have some time soon and it's gonna feel magical yeah to just reset the brain dude and focus on just a few things and not yeah. a whole bunch of things so um also we need to get morgan a playoff gift yeah i still need to figure out that uh, yeah i don't know i got deuce a playoff gift you it's here no but it's ordered okay wanna give me a hint nope how are you guys with gifts? I am the worst at getting gifts. Not from the standpoint of I can go get a gift for someone. If I get someone a gift, I, I almost have to tell them. No, no, no. Not almost. <laughs> Deuce, I think you've, I, I don't, I don't think we've done like, we don't do a whole bunch of gifts or anything, but I think like the few gifts that you've ever, ever have given to me, you just tell me. You tell me, you don't wrap it, I and you go, excited. okay, this just came in the, and it's like an Amazon box, and I get, like, whatever the hell it is. And it's, it's I mean, like, thoughtful, I get so excited, kind. I just want to tell people, like, are you sure? It'd be like, hey, you get someone a Christmas gift, and you get it, like, a week early, I'm like, you sure you don't want to know? Or like, you just got to wait. You just got to wait. It's fun. It's fun to just, it's here. Like, you, you can open it now. Why wait? It's just what about, day. what about, what's that one game, uh, the White Elephant gifts? You do you do a pretty good job of I, like yeah, I'm keeping elite. that. I'm elite. No, no, no. I understand. Like keeping that under wraps. Maybe yeah. you throw hints to people. I don't know, but either way. Great point from Cameron, and th that should be knowledge that Deuce's presence is the only gift I need slash wants. Good for you, Cameron. Good for you. Um, final thoughts on tonight. Um. Not to be worried, uh, the two things that I kind of mentioned that you just really want to look at as you head into the postseason is how are you going to handle officials when they frustrate you or you're not getting the calls you want because at the end of the day, it's on you. You got to make sure that you're still playing your game uh, and not get rattled. The other thing is, what are you going to do against a star player that goes off? Because it's deflating, but there's still there's still a chance to stay within it. And Kyrie Irving was just fabulous tonight in that fourth quarter. And you couldn't find ways to stop him. And sometimes they're just going to go off and that's going to happen. But I just, if there was one extra thing that maybe like, I don't know of at a higher level that you could have done and just denying him the ball better. Yeah. And I, I thought for the most part, the Kings competed. I think they just, the adjustments to zone sometimes are a little late. And I, I just want them to react a little more quickly with that to get into their stuff. Don't panic. And we, we've seen flashes where the zone hasn't impacted them as much. But it's clear the NBA, we see in the G League too, we're seeing more and more teams deploy zone defenses just to get a team out of their rhythm. And even if it's for a couple of possessions, you just don't want to fall in the trap. And I thought the Kings missed a lot of shots tonight. I thought they had some good opportunities, especially in that third quarter. They missed shots. These games happen too. Um, it wouldn't bug you as much. I think if, if it is bugging you, if the Kings would just beat San Antonio. Yeah. I mean, the, the way the Kings yeah. have played the last two games, if they would have played that way against San Antonio, they would have won by they 20. They would have taken care you know? of business. Um, but they did not. And you move on. Get ready for the Warriors. I'm excited to see what it looks like on uh, Friday night. And we get closer to the playoffs. It's hard to believe the play-in game is going to be next week around this time. We're in play-in basketball mode, right? So, yeah. Wow. We're going to have so much content along the way. We appreciate you guys supporting us so, so, so much. Appreciate you guys dealing with us as we just go at each other sometimes. It's, it's all love. It's and it's honest and just like 
basketball conversations. I mean, how do you guys talk to your friends about basketball? Everything, it can't be like perfect and dandy. You know, you're going to call someone a B word and someone else is going to defend them. I wasn't defending you. I know, I know. I'm joking. (laughs) Oh, Oh my God. Uh, We love you guys so, so, so much. But we got to go. What? TJK is the shortest show ever. Hold on. How long have we been going? We've been on for an hour 20. Okay, just a a couple of things real fast on that. We did a show last night. Up this morning at 6 a.m. to prepare for a daily three-hour show. Got back to do a Bleacher Report show for a half hour. Worked the King's radio broadcast tonight, today and then came back to do Night Chat. And, but we, and we did it almost compl- like usually Here's, the 90 minute mark is what we want to do. Yeah. It's an hour 20. It's, but it's, I started recording early. It's closer to an hour. It's just real fast. I'm just going to acknowledge this. Trust us when I say this come playoff time, we're going to have so much content coming so your much. way. You might be, you're going to be like, okay, this is kind of annoying. We're on, t- you guys are on too much. Mm-hmm. We're going to have long night chats come playoff time. We're going to have other content we're putting on YouTube. There's going to be a lot coming. We're, We've got a lot of plans, so don't you fret. Don't but seriously, fret. we love you guys, but we got to go. Thanks, everyone, <laughs> for being here. Have a wonderful night. See ya! Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. They tell you what they know. Deuce and mo, deuce and mo, deuce and mo. The podcast that you know. Deuce and mo. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.